Hello. Welcome to my podcast. This is your host, Michelle, and this is The Black Eye. Formerly known as The Black Independent, formerly known as Chronicles in the Basement. Today's subject is from an article I read today from the Wall Street Journal regarding um, the age-old tale now about job openings being at an all-time high and um, people not filling them. Uh, Let's begin, shall we? More than 9 million Americans said in May that they wanted jobs and couldn't find them. Companies said they had more than 9 million jobs open that weren't filled, a record high. As the economy reopens, the process of matching laid-off workers to jobs is proving to be slow and complicated, a contrast to the swift and decisive layoffs that followed the initial stage of the pandemic in early 2020. The disconnect helps to explain why so many companies are complaining about having trouble filling open positions so early in a recovery. It also helps to explain why wages are rising briskly, even when the unemployment rate at 5.9% in June is well above the pandemic rate of 5.5, excuse me, 3.5%. The relatively high jobless rate suggests an ex- excess of labor supply that, in theory, should hold wages down. This has implications for policymakers. Sand in the wheels of the labor market could cause inflation pressures that spur Federal Reserve policymakers to pull back on low interest rate policies meant to support growth. In the longer run, on the other hand, the slow matching process could have benefits, leaving workers in jobs they prefer and the economy more efficient. Several factors are behind the development. Many workers moved during the pandemic and aren't where jobs are available. Many have changed their preferences, for instance, pursuing remote work. Good for them. Having discovered the benefits of life with no commute, the economy itself shifted, leading to jobs in industries such as warehousing that aren't in places where workers live or suit the skills they have. Extended unemployment benefits and relief checks, meantime, are giving workers time to be choosy in their search for the next job. The labor market is a matching market where you need to choose something and be chosen by it, said Julia Pollock, a labor economist at Zip Recruiter Inc., an online employment marketplace. This is not a market for shoes and pizza. It is a very complicated market. A recent Zip Recruiter survey found 70% of job seekers who last worked in the leisure and hospitality industry say they are now looking for work in a different industry. In addition, 55% of job applicants want more remote jobs. An April survey of U.S. workers who lost jobs in the pandemic conducted by the Federal Reserve Bank of Dallas found that 30.9% didn't want to return to their old jobs, up to 19.8% last July. Economists call the phenomena slowing the job market recovery, mismatch, a disconnect between the jobs open and the people looking for work. It has the subject of intense debate 
oh, excuse me, it was the subject of the, the intense debate inside the Federal Reserve after the 2008-2009 recession. Some Fed officials believe the economy was suffering from a skills mismatch in the form of unemployed construction, real estate, and manufacturing workers who weren't suited for jobs growing in other sectors, such as education and health. There wasn't much the Fed could do about that. The argument went that the central bank's low interest rate policies wouldn't repair the disconnect. Some Fed officials are now echoing those sentiments. Policymakers should be cognizant of a range of supply factors that may currently be weighing on employment, Dallas Fed. Dallas Fed President Robert Kaplan said in the research report on mismatch re recently. Those factors may not particularly be susceptible to monetary policy. The Fed's leader, Jerome Powell, for now, is sticking to a view that this, these disruptions are temporary and low interest rates remain warranted. Well, this is what I've been saying. I made a podcast called um, The Pursuit of Happiness Among the Working Class. And I believe this article um, reinforces that theory that now working people are pursuing jobs they actually want to be employed. You know, they actually want to work. They actually want to do. They're pursuing their own happiness. Uh, they're not lazy. They're not good for nothing. They're not uh, society gluttons, as has been portrayed by some politicians. They are people who are taking their time and finding the right position for themselves. For so long, so long, people have been working soul-crushing jobs. And I'm sorry, but no matter how much money you pay for a soul-crushing job, to, to do these soul-crushing jobs, it is still a soul-crushing job, you know? It just makes it a little more bearable, but it still crushes your soul. And I'm glad, I'm happy. I'm encouraged by the, the, the people, the working people, the working class people who very rarely have a leg up in choice, uh, very rarely have the opportunity to decide where they want to be in life, get to decide about their happiness and about what works for them, and what works for their family. Because of course, working is important. Of course it is, of course. There is no reality where working is not essential to life. But working should not encompass all of your life. And at some point, you get to choose what sort of life you have. Because the pursuit of happiness can't just be for the elite. It can't be for the rich. It can't be just for the politicians who I propose 
work for the rich, but they certainly at times do not work for us. But it's good that people are making choices that is best for them. Bravo. Uh, the next part of the article is a tough time coming back. They're saying here, I think this is the complaint part, mismatch in the labor market is upending the usual relationship between unemployment and job openings. Normally, as unemployment rises, job openings fall because employers have an abundance of workers from which to choose. Falling unemployment, on the other hand, is associated with a large number of openings. Economists plot this relationship in a chart called the beverage, the beverage curve, named after British economist William Beveridge, who studied the difficulties, difficulties of matching workers to jobs in the 1930s and 40s. What's unusual now is that the unemployment and the job openings are both so elevated at the same time and have been for months. Robert Taylor of Desert Hills, Arizona is an example. He was organizing large corporate meetings for pharmaceutical drug launches before COVID-19 hit and shut down many in-person gatherings. Mr. Taylor, who had worked in the corporate events industry for 35 years, was laid off in March of 2020. He has been sending out his resume four to ten times a week, but many jobs that would suit him, including project manage management, event coordination, and production, aren't coming back yet, he said. Yes, Amazon has got drivers all over the place, said Mr. Taylor. All of us are not trained for those jobs. So as far as I'm concerned, I'm having a tough time coming back. His predicament is what economists call a skills mismatch, work experience that doesn't line up with the needs of the marketplace. A study by researchers Giancaluca, Giancaluca, Violente, forgive me if I butchered that, at Princeton University, University and Hayasog Sahim at the University of Texas at Austin finds that the number of job vacancy exceeds the number of unemployed people with experience in wholesaling, food services, the entertainment sector, finance, and healthcare. So, the idea that the puppet masters, big business, has been using their puppets, politicians, to circulate that people are lazy good-for-nothings and don't want to work has a deeper meaning. It's obviously far more complicated than was first supposed. I'm may do another podcast because I was doing a podcast about politicians and how politicians are not loyal to the people and uh, you know case in point you know the the Republicans are cutting people off of the extra $300 a week enhanced unemployment because 
they figure that this will force these the people into going to work um, and how it's very interesting how you know who's working for whom because the Republicans are echoing the the sentiment of business. They're not even looking at the people and what people are going through. They're not even looking at you as a human being. They're looking at you as, I forget the word, <laughs> but they're looking at you as, 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 a, as, as, a, as a robot, as an automaton, you know? They, they terrified you for an entire year. They had a kill count on television telling you how many people died by the hour. They, they deemed your job non-essential. They uh, told you that, you know, if you go outside, you're probably going to die. They didn't really say that openly, but they kind of suggested it. You had people going absolutely apeshit if someone was outside without a mask. And then, and then, and then. Business, business, business got tired of this shit and decided it's time for everybody to go back to work. And they literally, literally snapped their fingers just like that. And they said, all right, go back to work. And they go into the ears of these politicians, their puppets. Democrats and Republicans alike, and they say, look at what you've done. You've given these people living wages, and now they don't want to work for us. Look. You've created a society of welfare recipients. Nobody cares that there are real-world issues with the, with the people that now the school is out it's a summer vacation mothers can't find uh uh child care people are taking care of elderly people there's a shift in the the world there's a shift among people's consciousness you know there's still to some degree a pandemic going on however look at that. Your problems don't matter. Your needs don't matter. What matters to us is that we get back to what we want. And I'm not saying that people don't want to get back to normal. Of course we do. Of course we do. But when I hear politicians say, oh, well, you see what happened, you know, you, you gave these people too much money. It puts me in mind of an old movie. I can't even remember the name of the movie. Oh, it, it was uh, it was actually Oliver Twist. <laughs> actually, it was the book and the movie. <laughs> Oliver Twist. Uh, dear old Oliver was um, was uh, enslaved, for lack of a better word, to uh, by Mister Bumble to this funeral place, and someone, one of the mean boys, said something about his mother. And Oliver Twist flew into a rage, and uh, it was a mayhem. And Mr. Bumble, who, you know, sold his child into slavery, practically, 
indentured servitude says, well, ma'am, the problem with them is that you gave them too much meat. Meat gives them a spirit that they don't deserve in life. And it's the same sentiment that business has for people today. You gave them too much money. <laughs> Never mind that, you know, unemployment is crap, you know? Especially for low-wage workers and low and, and, and where, where the minimum wage is, what minimum wage? You know, are you working for $2.13 an hour plus tips? Ooh, big money. You should be able to support your family on that. Never mind all of that. But, you should snap your fingers now. Because we're ready for you to get back into that workforce. And they all say the same thing. All the politicians say the same thing. They say, oh, they're lazy. Look how lazy they are. They don't want to work. And I, I hate to call things racist because I don't believe that everything that's being done is racist. But there is something of an undertone. You know? They don't want to work. Who doesn't want to work? People don't want to work? What kind of people don't want to work? We have to give them high school education. We have to do this and that and the other thing. But they should have a job and be grateful for it. As if, as if they weren't working before the pandemic. And this is why I'm really outraged because nobody walked off the job during the pandemic. There wasn't a mass walkout. No one said, okay, we're not working under these circumstances. We refuse to work. No, they did not do that. People did not do that. They were deemed non-essential. The government deemed them non-essential. Terrified everybody. Stay home. Don't go out. Don't touch anybody. Don't look anywhere. The trees might give it to you, but they deemed you non-essential. You're home for a year. It was supposed to be two weeks to slow the curve anyway. So it's two weeks to slow the curve. The curve. Oh, my Lord. <laughs> slow the curve. Lord, that's not good. But two weeks to slow the curve. People had time to think. And time to think. And time to think about what you want to do. How you want to live your life. Because suddenly you realize. You realize. Working people realize. That just like that. Just like that. Your entire life could be turned upside down on a whim. And I'm not saying it's a whim. This is obviously a pandemic. But you know what I'm saying. Just like that. And now you have to think about what you want to do with your life. 
how you want to live your life, what sort of peace, what sort of balance, how your life is in this time and going forward after this year, what sort of life do you want to live? And I'm sorry for the, the small businesses. I'm truly sorry for them. I'm sorry for the service industry, blah, 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 blah. I'm a, I'm a capitalist to my bones. I believe in small businesses, blah, 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 blah. However, it is about time that the working people have the ability the right to pursue happiness in their lives. Because I tell you, politicians don't give a damn about you. They don't give a damn about anything. They don't really work for us. They work for business. And you can tell because they're all echoed. It's the word, the exact same word, letter for letter, number for number, the exact same thing. They parrot what business wants. Because we know who their true masters are. And it's Democrats and Republicans alike. Just that Democrats are on the hot seat and they don't want to be looking bad. But it's the same. But good for the American workers. Good for the people. Good, good, good. I don't want to see anybody fail. I don't want to hurt anybody. I'm not a communist by any means of the given word. But I do believe that the pursuit of happiness does not just apply to the wealthy. It implies to the working man as well. Working man and woman. And for once, in the history of life, the working person gets to pursue not a low-hanging fruit jobs, but go out there and pursue something better and get as close to the American dream as you can. See, I've been all ranty today, so this is my podcast for today. Um, I try to post every Monday through Friday, sometimes two podcasts a day. Um, my, if you want to leave me a voice message, please do so at anchor.fm.michellehighbailey. I have been giving people the wrong voice message. Uh, uh, link and I apologize for that. It is anchor.fm.michellehighbailey. Feel free to contact me on Twitter at mhb at twitter.com. And also, well, that's it. <laughs> but feel free to leave me a voicemail. And if, you know, you have something to say to rant and rave at me or to 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 uh to criticize i mean we can have a great discussion 
I would like to do that. We can put you on the podcast and uh, see where it goes. Thank you for listening. You have a good day.